Hi guys, uh, welcome back to Humanity Jitsu podcast. We are here with um, Andrew Quinn, Humanity himself, and our guest Ross O'Neill, who is uh, from Carlo, but he also lived in Canada for eleven years. But that was a long time ago, he says. So, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the show, guys. <laughs> See, Con, you didn't mess up the intro. Yeah, well, I forgot to tell you what we're talking about. We are talking about. Um, uh, the importance, pros and cons, um, and just general comments and discussions about uh, weight cutting for jiu-jitsu and or wrestling or MMA, mm. as it is. So I will let the guys take it away there, and I'll just hop in whenever. <laughs> See, this was a re- this is like a not to not to say like Ross was a last minute addition because he just wowed us with his uh, general knowledge about this stuff, because. Like, <laughs> He sent, me, he sent me like two fucking essays of fucking weight cutting <laughs> stuff. I'm like, okay, how about we just get him on? Because that's some great shit that we're going to yeah. if I tried to explain it. Yeah, you can't really <laughs> replicate whatever somebody else says. Well, you can. Screenshot. But, yeah, yeah like, you should just oh, screenshot. <laughs> that would take way too much effort. Uh, it's good to have you on, Ross. It's good Thanks. to have someone with uh, that amount of experience, though. They actually can want to talk about it themselves, like, instead of us kind of speculating. Mm. From yeah, so, so Ross, one of the things you brought up is that people like they don't weight cut correctly, like they they do it wrong, a or they don't even need to do it b. So yeah. like one of the things I'm worried I'm one worried wondering about is uh like what what sort of mistakes do people make when they try to weight cut for like not even just a jiu-jitsu competition, but that's where we'd find it mainly, but just general mistakes for weight cutting. Well, like I. I suppose the messages I sent you were more specific about BJJ and it was just kind of from hearing people talk at competitions or hearing people talk about it in the gym and stuff coming up to competitions. Some of the most like common mistakes were either leaving it, leaving not enough time to diet uh, or competing in a weight class that like didn't, they didn't need to get in. They just felt like they had to cut weight. And then I suppose, um, like trying to cut more water weight than actually like dieting and losing fat, which is a lot easier than uh, it's a lot easier and has far less of an impact on performance than actually like dehydrating and cutting weight that way. Mm. Yes, yeah, I'm kind of kind of guilty that myself because yeah, I've only, mm. I've, only, I've only made the dedicated <laughs> effort to try and cut weight one time. For the Irish Open there in 2019, and like uh, it didn't do me much good because I lost straight away anyway. <laughs> I, and it's always it's always the bigger competitions that people are like, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and make this weight class. And it's like the big competitions when you want to perform well that people are trying to like make weight classes they've never tried to make before. And that's another another big mistake is like if you want to compete in a weight class and you know say the Irish Open or whatever is in six or seven months time go to a small competition where it doesn't matter if you win or lose see how you perform in that weight class and see if you can get to it easy before going to a big one you know mm. i see that's, most of people that's, oh, mm, that's a good yeah. point but see most people's opinions is like uh like see i fight a middleweight so like let's just use me as a hypothetical scenario so they'd be thinking mm-hmm. all the middleweight guys will be cutting down to lightweights and all the like guys who are above middleweight to be cutting down to middleweight, so they'd be fighting yeah. guys who've cut down to, which was actually what happened to me at the last comp. Your man, I was ta- I was talking to the guy I'm fighting beforehand because you know I-, I like to chat to everyone before I fight them. 
And he's like, oh man, it was a fucking struggle to get down to 82.3. And mm. <laughs> I was like, great. And um, I accidentally cut to 75.9. Like I didn't even think about like my fucking diet and I was fighting at 82. Wow, so that's I, a I big ac- difference. I, I accidentally cut weight. I could have fought a lightweight. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, fuck. yeah. <laughs> that's a big That's a big chunk of weight. <laughs> Uh, I know I skipped breakfast. <laughs> That's something people don't take into account as well either when they try and make weight. Is like you want to be at a weight the morning of the competition that allows you to be able to properly like eat, drink, have coffee if you want it, instead of just going out there and trying to fight on an empty stomach. Like yeah, that's super you important. You don't have any, any any energy to try and use. Like exactly, you want to keep things as normal and as routine as possible so if you're used to going to training with like a good dinner and a coffee inside you you want to be able to go and compete with the same set of like normal parameters where like you have your good food before and like coffee so like everything is it's it's like just going out for another role you know it's not like you're um putting your body under any more stress than it needs to be under yeah plus that's just the general thing it general thing in general <laughs> i phrased that fucking terribly like you just want to get used to compete competing in general like not just even for weight cutting so you're not you don't get nervous anymore you yeah. know that's just something see one thing i'm sort of curious about what, what's your sort of thoughts on intermediary weights like say uh, at naga there was lightweight then in between light and middle there was welterweight which is 75 to 79 like, uh, and I got to fight at welterweight, so I, you didn't even get to, you don't have to care about the weight at all. Like, what's your sort of opinion about that, like, intermediary weights? So they have more weight classes between, so what, it was 75 to 79, and it was, like, every five kilos there was a weight class. Yeah, yeah, well, you know. It's, it puts people under less pressure to try and make a weight, and you'll probably be, it'll actually probably make things harder, because you won't get guys trying to kill themselves to get down a weight, you're going to be fighting guys that are probably just going to stick to like they're almost walking around weight. So I, I like on the athlete side, on the weight cutting side, it's good because like you don't have to cut weight. On the competitive side, you'll probably have tougher matches because everyone will be that little bit more like full of carbohydrates, full of like fluids, and they'll be um they should probably feel a bit stronger. Like if they have the choice of the like more weight classes if you know what i mean if that makes sense well they're not also have less matches though at the same time yeah tougher, you would yeah tougher matches, mm-hmm. matches as i said like um that's that's i don't think that's a bad thing though see one remedy to that at the naga because i spent like 150 euros enter four divisions <laughs> that <laughs> the app well, I, 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 I had nothing to do, nothing else to do with my day, and I. Well, I suppose I can't say I've entered IBJJF ones, and that's just as dear. So yeah. <laughs> but is it four <laughs> divisions? But like, uh, yeah. See, the absolute division to enter the absolute division is like twenty quid. That's pretty fucking cheap. So you know, you're already entering one division for like fifty quid, I think, or something. So might as well just fucking enter the absolute for twenty. You know, yeah. why not? Because then you're guaranteed mm-hmm. more matches. Because it was a small division in welterweight when I fought at Naga. Mm. yeah you would have smaller divisions as well so like depends what way you look at it like less fights to get a medal or like more opportunity to oh well if you pay for the absolute then you're in it anyway aren't you but Mm. yeah it's an interesting um 
an interesting way to run a competition anyway in terms of weight classes and potentials for weight cuts and stuff see one thing that some people may not consider but like it actually is like uh, it's not like a huge factor but like some competitions you don't have to weigh in in the gi and some you do like grappling industry yeah. you just weigh in in your clothes yeah so like some people could cheese at them like heavy gis or super light gis or just any gi whatever what's your sort of take on that like what's your, what's your uh, preference i really like the way grapple industries do it i really like not weighing in in the gi because i think mine weighs 1.5 kilos i think Mm, what, so what really, for, it's just your Gracie baggy. It's, it's a Gracie baggy, yeah. Uh, so for me to make under seventy six, and to be comfortable enough to like wake up, have breakfast, and everything, I if I'm competing when I weigh in in my gi, I need to be like seventy three, seventy three and a half or so, and like mm-hmm. that extra one point five kilos that you get when you compete at Grapple Industries is a massive help. Mm-hmm. I really like how they do it. They're just better in general all around the board. <laughs> I really like the way that they run their competitions, yeah. I think it's it's really, really cool. Um, even like the the open weight, uh, open belt absolutes, that's that's awesome. Because mm. you can, <laughs> this fucking, especially the fucking, uh, what's it, uh, the advanced division in Nogi. I, sa- I swear to God, next fucking Grappin Industries, I'm going to do that shit. <laughs> yeah yeah because why not? it's fun like yeah exactly you have nothing to do it's like i i entered the open weight open division for nogi and my first match was against purple belt and i didn't beat him but like he didn't submit me and i was like well i take that as an absolute win because <laughs> like what's the absolute division gonna be filled up it's gonna be the, the advantage is gonna be filled up brown purple brown and black belts and i'm a blue belt yeah. but again yeah. if i lose you know who cares and if i win that's awesome. Yeah. You're a champ. Yeah. You're a man, I beat one of those belts in competition. Yeah, where's yeah, my yeah. where's my medal? Even if I don't go out to win, where's my medal? <laughs> yeah, so in terms of like weight cutting and stuff for grapple industries, it's it's easy. It's a lot easier than like your IBJJFs or anything like that. Do you think a lot of people kinda of cut weight? Well, putting less effort into cutting weight into competitions like grappling industries, uh, rather than IBJJF. Because I found a lot of lads from my gym, they'd be like, um, whenever they're competing in something like, yeah, whenever they're competing in something like the Europeans or, um, because Europeans are kind of a big competition, like an Irish Open and even sometimes a double Open, they're gone mad, like weight cutting. Mm. Like I do mean on like war weight, I've been war cutting for the last like week or week and a half. I was like, that's not good for your health. And yeah. then they go about they'll go on about cutting weight for this and that, how much weight to cut and how much food they're not eating because like you know like like everybody else in the gym they love food, mm. <laughs> but I'll notice for like stuff like as you said grappling industries and Naga they'll kind of just like yeah I'll just go into whatever division do you know what I mean yeah you yeah find that a lot as well or is it just like kind of just from different people just kind of doing what they're what they're comfortable with like no like definitely you'll see more of a push from people and possibly some coaches for the bigger competitions like Europeans or that to get into a smaller weight class because mm. when you have that high level of competition any small advantage you can get if you can get it safely and properly is going to work for you so like if someone is competing at euros they might see grapple industries as just a bit of like a throwaway 
but then like someone might be might their goal for the year might be grapple industries yeah so it's 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 kind of relevant to to their level yeah yeah um yeah Uh, but definitely the bigger competitions you see much more of a of a push and yeah like it's the same like you hear guys being like oh i've like i've eight kilos to lose and like just just trying to lose crazy amounts of weight in in in, in, sorry go on no go ahead just uh in in time frames that are just completely unrealistic like yeah it's um one of my friends not really my friend one of acquaintances um I met him over in England when I was uh, wrestling in English, English seniors, uh, uh, wrestling open at the English Open. Um, me, I was texting him actually because I put up a questionnaire about the uh, weight cutting up on my story, like, mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, he texted me back. He's like, "But yeah, I lost that. Uh, I lost what was it? I lost thirteen kilos in four weeks." That is. Was he? Was he really? I assume he wasn't really overweight. I don't know. See, that's the funny thing. Like, he's a, he's a big enough guy, like, you know what I mean? Um, I yeah. I tried him for a brief moment, but he he kind of, he was, a lot, he was a lot bigger than me, but he wasn't, like, you know, huge. Yeah, he wasn't, so, like, fat, like, he was muscular in that, was he? Yeah, yeah, no, he was, he was yeah. pretty, pretty kind of, yeah, he was, like, he was kind of stocky, but he wasn't huge, like, but then he goes to me, like, yeah, no, um, I got injured, so I ended up gaining, like, something like 13 and a half kilos over Christmas. Um, because he, was in this, he just he ate so much food like because he he tore a rope tire cuff or something like that mm-hmm. i forget what he did he, his shoulder basically exploded and it was very disgusting the way he described it to me so i kind of put that out of my mind um but yeah no he just like it's like just in your opinion how 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 safe is that amount of weight to cut in that amount of time and how much weight would you be considering like uh, a, a safe weight cut it is it is like very individualistic but like mm. a general rule of thumb i think is 10 percent of your body weight and that's like if you have 24 hours to rehydrate but mm. in bjj and re- wrestling you don't you like fight half an hour before you weigh in yeah so like you're looking at you're looking at like i i would cut me i wouldn't cut i would i would diet away about six kilos and i find like for me that's that's just enough if i try to go down anymore i'm i'm toast but at that level is okay so it's very individualized like it's gonna that over so so like i like to do stuff really really slow so i'd literally go like five months or so like maybe yeah like but again, that's just my preference. You can yeah, do it in ha, you can do it in two months, easy. But mm-hmm. I like to just like really, really slowly chip away because I find that uh, like BJJ is mad because your weight can affect your game as well. Like when I when I go from seventy nine to seventy three, I find like like I'm not as aggressive with my passing, but I'm much faster with it. So yeah. I have to get used to that before I go in and in, in into competition, if you know what I mean. Mm. Like, if I just if I dieted that away really quickly, I might not be used to like I try and pass like how I used to pass when I was six kilos heavier. Whereas really I should just be trying to like move more and hit something that way instead of just trying to like aggressively pass it like I was when I was six kilos heavier. Yeah. I, mm. 
Since uh, since you brought up diet just there, like what, like say say you're you're trying to lose a six kilo, what hmm. <laughs> what's the magic secret you have for how uh, you're like, super diet <laughs> <laughs> over over so the six month period? <laughs> you you need a starting point, right? So like like dieting or losing weight is basically a really simple maths equation. Like if you burn more calories than you put into you, you're going to lose weight, right? So you first need uh, like a jumping off point. So you need to see how many calories a day you're consuming. And depending on how much weight you need to lose, that can be done in a few ways. So like if you have a lot to weight to lose pretty fast, you need to be really specific with it. So one thing I tell people is to just like track all the food that they eat for three days, like everything, um, put it into MyFitnessPal. Do you know there's an app called MyFitnessPal? Uh, it gives you like, it has like a, a little barcode scanner on it. It's really good. So if you say you have porridge in the morning, right? You scan that pack of porridge f- and measure out how much you eat for 50 grams. That'll give you a calorie, a ca- an amount in calories, and it'll come up on the app. And then you do that for everything throughout the day for three days. And then you'll get an average intake of how many calories you eat in those three days. So for example, say it's 2,500 calories, right? You then need to like monitor your weight for those three days. So say you're 75 kilos and you have 2,500 calories a day and you're not gaining or losing weight. All you have to do, if you have a good amount of time, chunk off 150 calories from somewhere throughout the day and then give it a week. If you start to lose weight, that's perfect. You just keep on with that like 2350 calories and you just keep on that same path until something stalls which it eventually will stall so say three weeks go by on 2350 and you're uh you're starting to lose weight for the first two weeks but the third week you see a bit of a stall nothing's really happened you just take away another little bit or you add in a little bit more exercise or training and like that's all it is it's just a really really simple maths equation that like once you're putting in less than you're expending your weight will go down and it's just that jumping off point that people seem to have a problem with because like tracking calories that close isn't for everyone i know like it can be tedious if you've ever tried to do it but then um the more data you have the easier it is so if you want to make it a really easy process you just find out exactly how much you're eating take away a small bit Weigh yourself, weigh yourself consistently, and you'll find dieting is is super easy once you like crack that little secret. See, so, uh, one of the things like because uh, we've opened up Instagram questionnaires, and uh, the first one was by this random dude, lapel pappy. Uh, we already covered his thing. <laughs> <laughs> some guy. <laughs> yeah, some, some ages. <laughs> I, I doubt he. I doubt he even lifts. Yeah. <laughs> I could. <laughs> but but the second one, uh, but the second one was by Dennis Frimpong. It's like I just asked people's general opinions and like uh, thoughts and weight cutting. He's like terrible to be honest for everyone involved, especially those who fight multiple times in the same day. Like say you have multiple divisions. Like say weight cutting is like bad for longevity. Like say if you've done something like I did and done four divisions, like a high intellectual intellectual move. <laughs> uh, how much did you? like cut that day though 
Oh no, I'm just saying like oh, hypothetically, boy. if if you cut and you were doing the 14, because I didn't cut it all for Naga because I was just doing yeah. the welterweight, like 75 mm. to 79. Mm-hmm. I walked around on 79 anyway, so I, I didn't care. Like I'm just saying, if you hypothetically did cut and you were doing four divisions, would you say that's bad for longevity? Like what sort of thing is going to occur? It would bad. It would be bad if you did it poorly. If you do it correctly, there's no reason that you can't sustain it. You know, like I right now I am 79 kilos, so I would if I wanted to step on competition mats, I need to lose six, which is a fair chunk of weight, right? But if I do that correctly. There's no reason I can't fight in like four divisions and then feel pretty much fine. Like for grapple industries, I did four divisions. And now I know I had that bit of the leeway with the weighing in without the gi on, but like I still had to lose like five or six kilos. It's just how you do it that you can do it in a healthy way or you can do it in a terrible way by like dehydrating and trying to sweat it out and like. You see guys at competitions in like sweatsuits. You ever see them in sweatsuits and they're like skipping in the corner? Yeah. And like, yeah. you have left cool. it too late, sir. <laughs> like, you, you ever have see left that? it way too them, late. Them doing sweatsuits in the fucking sauna. That's like yeah. double jeopardy. I'm like, are yeah. you trying to kill yourself or something? Oh, I've heard you crazy watch, stuff. I've heard that. Uh, if you watch UFC's, uh, well, UFC's uh, Chris Cyborg doing a wake up. Yeah. I watched that and there's. Absolutely, I was cutting something like 40 pounds, 35 pounds, 40 pounds. Or, which or is, the Darren Till one, that's horrific. It's all it's all horrible, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, no. But just going back to competitions there, as you say, like, you know, six kilos for you is a good chunk, but some people would fucking, I cut maybe an kilo. And yeah. I can, like, just like skipping a meal. Mm-hmm. Not really skipping it, but like, you know, just kind of having the amounts that I'm eating. Yeah, but that's or yeah. taking a quarter off, but that'll still be good for whatever it will be. Now I no I'm I am I'm guilty of doing the whole uh uh I've been weight cutting I'm doing grand and then pigging out and getting a fucking kebab like literally the night before. <laughs> and, and, like honestly, um, it was my best moment, but uh, yeah, I'll take hundred percent responsibility for that. I still made weight somehow. I think it was what was it? I don't even know what the fuck it was. It was um. I think it might have been oh it was Naga, that's what it was. It was, that, it was for Naga, um, and somehow I still ended up underweight. But that's just because the like week or two prior I was like half in my no oh, Naga's back. It was um half in like half in my food intake, mm. or you like taking it down by a quarter. Um, and people I don't think people, I don't think people like understand that like they actually snack a lot. Because I eat snacks so much, like, it's actually... Oh, oh snack, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. It's, um, ridiculous. I know it's fucking kind of, ridiculous. Yeah, it is kind of like, um, like, obviously, you have your own opinions on this, but my opinion on this is everybody snacks, but they don't really realise they're snacking. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Lots, of, lots of people just eat because they're, they're fucking food. bored or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And food is delicious anyway, so, like, you know, you can hardly blame them, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, something to occupy yourself with for, like, a minute on end. You know, why not? But sure, especially during quarantine, like, you know, Everybody's going on about, oh, we're going to be so fat when we get back. But which we are, like. Yeah, it's not definitely. Re- it's, not, it's not really, like, you know, it's not really, like, you know, a f- character flaw, aren't it? Just because mm. what else is there to do, like. Yo, what if this whole thing, this whole quarantine was just a front to make this ho- turn into the future from Wally, where everyone's fucking obese and in hover chairs? <laughs> I like hover what chairs. What if, man? 
I'm just asking questions, bro. What if? Look into it. <laughs> Look into it. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got some Instagram thing with you as well. I got a few references off Kieran, off Kieran Davern, and um, some of the guys from my gym. And I go to the Kieran Davern one first, and he just basically he said, "I think cutting, uh, I think cutting weight for a day before weighing is fine. Usually under four kilos is, is a safe amount for him. Uh, I'm not a big fan of weight cutting on the same day weighings. He's had good weight cuts and bad weight cuts. It's an art in itself, which." As we're also saying, I think that's true. Mm. You know, it is it is a fine balance, like you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Four kgs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's that's just how individual it is. Like he's got something that works for him. I like if I, I know if I tried to cut four kilos a day before a tournament, I don't think I'd be feeling very good. So that's mm. how individualized and how like that's why i like it so much is because what works for kieran obviously works very well for him but it won't work for me or someone else and like it's it's actually so enjoyable trying to like put all the bricks together and get them in place properly for someone to have a good weight cut and then yeah just um uh, here's another one actually and this isn't weight cutting this is actually trying to um Put on weight. Hang on, let's see if I got this right. Yeah, here we go. Um, one of the lads from uh, Ross Gray, um, Ross Gray Premier Martial Arts, he says I've had to try put on weight and found it really hard. Before I start, before I started jujitsu, I was uh, 54 kilos, got up to 60, and then find, found it hard to keep the weight on. Mm. What would your what would your opinion or solution to be uh, beyond that whole kind of? Situation yeah, like. There? people uh really underestimate how hard it is it can be sometimes to put on like quality tissue not just like fat obviously but to put on and hold actual weight can be really tough because like if you have a hard open mat like that's gonna burn a thousand to fifteen hundred calories you know like if you have a tough two or three hour open mat that's that's like almost the intake of a small woman that you just burnt in one day, you know? So <laughs> I like, wouldn't mind that's like that's like a five foot four that. woman's total daily calories that you just burnt on the mat. So what color hair she have? <laughs> what color hair, yeah. What well, around the topic? <laughs> is that relevant Shit. at all? Like that's a not really <laughs> not really. It might just be. Who knows? <laughs> uh, so for stuff like that, you're looking at getting high high calorie density foods a lot. So like what I mean by that is like oh, an exa- an example dog. of a, a dog. <laughs> dog. Oh my gosh, right. I'm moving. I'm moving. Right, you continue there. I'm gonna <laughs> I, no, yeah, we've got been. So one thing I'm uh, thinking about is like uh do you prefer to eat before training? Like you said, uh, you're having a good dinner. Like I personally prefer eating after training. Like I go in for like two or three hours and mm. fucking train like mother, like a motherfucker. And then mm-hmm. I, I feel the hunger and then I eat. Like what's like your to, personal preference? I like to eat before and after. I like to eat about two hours before, like a, a normal dinner before, two hours before. And then usually when I get home, I'll have a good meal as well after that. It's just, I just, I don't, I feel I like I, food. yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> it's just nice to eat food. Like, 
Uh, are you uh is your spirit animal a fat kid or something <laughs> <laughs> i don't think so maybe a hibernating what, bear what? maybe what <laughs> <laughs> fucking what is it a, maybe it's a grizzly bear the yeah. grizzly and uh, polar bear hybrids yeah, yeah. but um no the sure. thing about the thing about gaining weight i really i really like that i want to touch on that again is that um you'd be looking at like high calorie density foods so an example of a low calorie dense food would be like vegetables so for someone that's struggling to maintain or gain weight they need to be looking at food that uh provides like a real calorie punch to it so like say like nut butters or uh dark chocolate or like all really delicious food they like they're pretty they're lucky in that sense that like they have the pick of the crop to eat pretty much whatever high calorie foods they want and um so like something i give someone that would be struggling to maintain weight is like you can easily like whack like 1200 calories into a smoothie you just get porridge oats a bit of like dark chocolate a bit of nut butter some frozen frozen berries and stuff and a bit of a uh, like you you can see those like mass gainer protein powders a scoop or two of that into a shake and like that's about an easy thousand calories to get in and you just need to be looking at getting high density calorie foods in you all the time because people like that you said your man was 54 kilos or something and got up to 60 yeah and then he, and he couldn't weigh anymore and then he couldn't put on weight no, he's not he's not a big guy he's, he's a bit yeah. smaller than me. And, I, and i weigh around like 70 so like yeah. for his for his size i'd be kind of guessing he would be around that weight like i'm not sure if he wanted to gain more but you just said that i know i was just thinking um so i mentioned it to you i know it's just yeah no that's that's all he has to look out for is getting high calorie high calorie density foods and just um and you'd be recommending and you say like you know all the time so my frequency would be what three times a day yeah or is that too yeah no three times a day and then see the, the, key, the key is like monitoring how that affects him so if he mm. was to have something like that three times a day, he needs to like see like week to week averages what it does to his weight. If he's maintaining weight on that, perfect. If he's not and he's still like losing a small bit of weight or not gaining at the rate he wants to, like all you need to do is just up the calorie intake, like you said, by like maybe a quarter. Like you said, you are taking away a quarter of your food to make weight. Mm. He just needs to simply then like add a quarter or a fifth more to his diet yeah it's um yeah it's a simple little thing we're kind of people kind of people don't really know where to start from mm-hmm. that's Not the biggest they, problem is that people they don't know where to start from and they don't know that like it, it's just not a a one fits all thing either that like yeah. and our our bodies will always adapt to they'll always try and get back to uh, homeostasis which is like balance uh they our bodies don't really ever want to like gain or lose weight we have to make them do it so that's why weekly tracking is so important as well yeah it's um yeah tracking is probably the thing that they need to get used to most i think because eating food and everything and making food and counting calories like everything else is easy make foods easy but when you're tracking them you're kind of like shit did i eat this or did i exactly. snack today because yeah, yeah, yeah. people, people forget and I do this the whole time where I'll, I'll be like watching TV I'll think alright I'm going to get myself some dinner and I'll eat dinner and I could, that, that's it I've had dinner but two minutes later I realised I'm eating a chocolate bar yeah. and I'm eating five packs of crisps 
Do you know what I mean? So keeping track probably is the hardest thing to do. And would your advice on that be to track it as you as you just kind of jot it down in your phone or something? Like yeah, instead uh, of trying to go to the end of the day and then be like, oh, I ate this today and that today and this today and that today. Yeah. So if like if you want um, specific results, you have to be specific. So doing exactly that, like just jotting down what you ate throughout the day, just as you ate it, it takes like 30 seconds before you eat your meal. Just do it that way. And um, then you have a good idea of what you had throughout the day then. And then like in a week or two weeks, you can look back on it and be like, right, well, I didn't have as many calories as I could have here or I had too much there. And like, like I said, the more information you have, the easier it is then to make decisions. Because yeah. if you don't have the information, you're just guessing, really. Yeah, it's um, yeah, but your all the information is there for you, anyways. Yeah, like you know yourself, um, yourself there, like you know we're doing this podcast to make people aware, obviously, of the effects and how to make it easier for yourself to lose weight. Cause people, cause some people try to lose weight and it's just impossible for them. Um, yeah. In terms of, in terms of the method that they're, that they're using, and then when they try to use something else, it might work brilliant. Like I've got a friend, um, his name is Shane Hughes, actually, and I asked him if I can quote him on this, and he said yes. Um, I asked him why his opinion on his weight cut is, because I know he weight cuts, and I know he water weight cuts as well. So, um, so what he said to me is, uh, no potatoes, pasta, or bread, three or four liters of water to d- a day, uh, mm-hmm. five, and then five hundred liter or five hundred liters, five hundred milliliters, well half a liter of water, the day before, and then. Um, he said, and that's for the week before the competition would be mm-hmm. would be eighty kilos, and then down to seventy six. So for him, it's around four kilos. Mm-hmm. And I mean? and he feels good at that. He feels yeah, good. Yeah, I don't. He feels really good at that because I he, he he likes being at that way as well. Like because I he's one of my he's one of my regulars, um, in terms of training partners. And um, whenever he's weight cutting, you can kind of feel him getting a bit more lively, and you can. Um, not that he's not lively whenever he's he's walking around as eighty, but like just in terms of um, like he feels good as well as like you know yeah. weight cutting. Who would weight yeah. cut? I feel like when they're weight cutting, they're just miserable and they look they look like death. Even though it could be like only one or two kilos, but like to, they could just look like absolute like ghouls because yeah. they just don't like it and it's not it's not their thing. Yeah. Um, but when he's just doing, the whole like, undertaking can be very like uh, draining, so you feel like a fucking yeah. zombie and shit. It can be mentally yeah. draining as well as physically as well. Like I find. God. Yeah. Like you know, like say if you are used to snacking and shit, and like uh, just trying to catch yourself mentally, like say like because you could do it unconsciously, Fit. just be like, like oh shit, like you know, you're like man, I can't fucking. <laughs> I, can't, I have to fucking stop my instincts and shit because, like, I have to fucking make... I can't eat as much, or I can't eat as much yeah. shit so I can make way for this fucking fight. You know, yeah. this could be really, really annoying. And, that like, there's the physical side of eating it and stuff, and then there's the mental side of it as well because, like, dieting can be quite, like, mentally challenging, but, like, if you just think to yourself that you're making a short-term sacrifice for, like like uh, a short-term goal which it really is then like it's much easier then to like put down the snack being like right well like i can have this in three weeks and if i just don't eat this now the competition will be a lot easier there'll be a chance of me winning my fights or winning a medal or whatever and uh if you have that mental outlook on it it makes it a lot easier yeah um can i chime in there something about the whole weight cutting again thing 
right. just depending, even if it's on a couple of kilos, even if it's on one or two kilos. If you're doing this, if you're first starting out jiu-jitsu and you feel like you're too heavy for your weight division, um, let's say you want to fight at eight kilos, mm. um, but you weigh eight two or something, should we? Should we consider cutting down if it's your first couple of competitions, or should we just kind of like play it the way we are now and go up to 85 and then kind of see where we are there? Or what's your opinion on that whole thing? Because I remember when I first started, it was kind of like, what am I doing? Like, you know, I really don't. Because I, I, I always was at 65 because I used to weigh like 64, uh, like 62 or 63. Yeah. And then I got older, I ended up kind of bulking up a bit, and then now I'm 70 something, I fight under 70. But like, again, it's like at the start, like myself, I didn't really have a clue about weight cutting at all. Yeah, and I and, and I I'd never even heard of Europeans European Jiu Jitsu Championship when I was like first starting. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think it's it's very common for white belts to feel like they have to cut, which is pretty crazy to me because like you're just being introduced to the sport. Really, the most important. The most important thing for a white belt if they want to like uh go out and do well and get experience is just to get out there like yeah. just step on the mat it doesn't matter like if you're like one or two kilos above the weight class just go into the next one there's no point like what would what would serve them more would be getting time in training and focusing on technique than focusing on diet yeah. you know i so i think definitely for white belts just um Go with the flow. Go in at your own body weight. Just have a bit of crack. Well, obviously, you're going to be afraid to. But being white belt in itself and competing is traumatic enough. Like, yeah, it, yeah. It's a, it honestly, it's a terrifying experience. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you have to add weight cutting on top of that, which is like, you know, if it's your first, if it's your first big competition, like the Irish Open or uh, the Winter Open in Dublin or something, you're you're there thinking it's like, right, I'm I'm cutting weight. This is my first big competition. I have to get I have to do my technique. I have to do this. I have to do that. And with all up. these people watching yeah. you. Yeah. Oh god, yeah, that too. I forgot about that. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then having to listen to your coach and that on the side of it while you're not trying to drown in the sea of voices and fucking like it. Yeah. Like it, the whole it's a stressful itself, environment. It's a very yeah. It is a very very stressful stressful environment, especially for someone who's like. It, it, it's, here's thing, like, if you're dehydrated, like some people do, where they do water cuts, but like a severe water cut. Like if you do that kind of thing, and then if you do like a, a weight cut that's like three or four kilos, like the day before or the two days prior, mm-hmm. I've done that as well. It's not, it's not pretty. Um, no. Like, like you will your your mental capacity for being able to intake knowledge and absorb knowledge, um, or just absorb like you know anything is just like diminished by like three hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Because like, like you could be in there and you could be like in close guard, and your coach could say, "Let's wrap up an arm," or or something like, or something along those lines. Um, try wrap up an arm or try to get right overhook or underhook whatever it is and that could just fly right over your head yeah and you're just gripped just onto a collar for dear life like yeah, yeah. <laughs> or a lapel in your <laughs> or a lapel yeah <laughs> what a weird man thing. Kyle wanted fucking lapel guard band I think for fucking because of you that's not gonna happen <laughs> there's zero percent chance that's happening <laughs> have you have you have you rolled a jacked hole in your ass no, I haven't. Okay, I you're going to hate the Pelgard after that. I know, yeah, yeah. I I rolled with... Uh, uh, I agree with uh, No, a fella from your club. He's a blue belt. He's a big, tall fella. Um, 
I can't. I'm about nothing. I can't remember his name. He, Mark Doyle. Mark Doyle. Yeah, yeah, Mark Doyle. And he told me about Jack, and I was like, and his like lapel guard, and I was like, oh yeah, that sounds much better than mine. Anyway, <laughs> was that at the Emerald Cup just there? Yeah. That. So yeah. Is it the Emerald Cup? That that I rolled with him. They rolled yeah, there. and uh, did you fight him at the Emerald I fought him. I fought him in Grapple Industries, I think. The first, like the second Grapple Industries, I fought Mark in the Absolute. And um, then him and Kieran and a few came down to Carlo, and we had a few roles there as well. Mm. I, so, the man, I only met you at the fucking Emerald Cup. At Emerald Cup, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've yeah. never met you. Probably have actually. Yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah, no, it's um it's a small world, especially for lapels and guard. Uh, yeah. Sorry guys, shut <laughs> yeah. off for a second. You just keep the episode going, I gotta shut off for a second. Alright. Yeah, you just keep the episode going, I gotta shut off for a second. I'll be back in a second though. He's just gonna be food. Huh? He's just going to be food. Well, I couldn't hear you with his with your man's door closing. He's <laughs> making so much noise. Yeah. Uh, I, was just, I was just saying he's gone probably probably gone to eat food. Like. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. All that talk of food has got him hungry. Yeah, <laughs> and in fact, you don't have to diet for like the next God knows how long to get back to jujitsu. It's easy. Getting, yeah, I'm honestly thinking of getting a takeaway today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> easier. Like, you know, I, I know it's kind of like, oh, no, it's jiu-jitsu, like, you know, to keep it fit and everything, but it's also, like, food, it's delicious, and I don't have to train. And here comes my dog. Not my dog. But and, like, jiu-jitsu is so uh, demanding that you, you lose weight so quickly. Like, you see white belts come in, and, like, they lose, like, eight, nine kilos in the first, like, six or seven months. And they're like, Jesus Christ, I didn't know this was this hard. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I didn't know it was possible. Yeah, yeah. But basically, what it is, is you're drowning, but you're still on land. That's yeah, how it is. yeah. <laughs> you have to get used to just being absolutely like demolished every day. It's great. <laughs> um. So yeah. yeah, it is. It is pretty terrifying though when you first start off. There it It is terrifying when you first start off. Like, um, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you, definitely. Uh, like, I remember when was it? I did, I did um, the thing that you said a second ago, which is my brain is not working right now. I must be hungry. I must be cutting <laughs> weight. Um, but yeah, no, where where it was um, this one, this is actually when I got my blue belt because it was only my second big competition in the. It was only my second gi competition ever. Mm-hmm. I because I'd always fought in no gi because to be honest, I kind of suck at gi. Don't tell right. me if I said that, but I did actually. It's got the podcast now. Can't get said. Um, <laughs> but like as you said, if you if you feel like you're you can fight at, well, yeah, that too. But if you feel confident or even just like unsure of cutting weight, then just do the weight above your class. Because yeah. I was, because I was 65, which, you know, the weight division is 65. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. So I was, um, so, the, so the way that I'd be doing, the way that I did Irish Open was, um, I asked my friend, uh, he, he's an MMA fighter actually, this is Andrew Barrett, a really, really good guy, a really good coach as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he he cut he cuts weight and everything and he does it like you know he does it like there's no tomorrow, um, but like the way he does it is um well not the way he does it sorry basically basically what happened was I asked him if 
if I should like uh, go up to why are there so many people in here all of a sudden? Alright, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go upstairs then. Um, oh my gosh, there's dogs everywhere. Uh, basically, what I asked was, do you think I should like cut weight? Which is because you know, ghee weighs two and a half kilos. Yeah, it's heavy. It is heavy. Well, my ghee weighed two and a half kilos. It was kind of it was an old one. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a big, big ghee. That's a heavy one. Which I'm only only sixty five as well, so it's kind of like what? So, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> when I was when I was doing the when I was doing the calculating for the weight cut, I'd have to sit, cut down to probably sixty two. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean? Just to that, stay yeah. under. because I like to give myself about half a kilo leeway. Yeah. Just in case, because you know, for water and everything else, because I'm not feeling good in the morning. Usually, what I'll do is I'll drink some, I'll drink a little bit more water, I'll eat a little bit more food. Um, mm. you know, if I'm feeling weak or something during the day when you after when obviously for yourself. Um, but basically what happened was I ended up going to 70 kilo division because instead of just being like, right, I'm going to kill myself and try to get down to 62. Yeah. And this is this was three weeks prior, so I could have done it. Like, yeah, it's just it's just so much easier to compete at a weight class that you're comfortable with. Yeah. Uh, sorry about that, guys. Uh, oh, I run like a maniac because, like, uh, see, I ordered something off eBay, but they delivered it to my neighbor's house. And he was, he was texting me and ringing me there. And I thought it would, like, cancel out the podcast and fucking delete it even though I, before I got a chance to save it so fucking hell I had to run up and get, get the shit out <laughs> fucking tired that's a uh, you, you can't script that shit no <laughs> fucking hell yeah, what were you guys talking about when I was gone this is the most unprofessional fucking podcast in the world <laughs> just about competing in weight classes that you're comfortable with mm. especially like for for those big competitions or for um for the likes of like white belts or that yeah i uh put on a top man it'd be weirdo <laughs> i um but i won that competition because it was uh, that's where i got my blue belt because it was you know instead of trying to kill myself to cut down i thought i was like, comfortable now but granted i was a little bit lighter in my division but i was still but you felt strong like on the day i'd say I was still comfortable, like, and that's what Andrew said as well. Like, you know, you got plenty of, you would be surprised about how much strength you actually have to compete in yeah. way to, or like, above, like, instead of yeah. kind of dying wake up. People, people, I think, forget that, like, cutting weight is meant to give you an advantage. It's not meant to give you, it's not mandatory, and it's not something that you have to do. Like, you should do it if you think that the weight class, like, underneath you, uh, will give you an advantage you know like I I competed at under 82 for a few competitions because it was my natural like walking around weight it was like 79 and I did that for a few competitions at white belt but the guys were just a little bit too strong for me and they were like a little bit too tall and I just couldn't f- quite figure them out so one time I was like right the next one is like five months or so away I'm gonna do under 76 see how it feels if it's too hard of cut, I'll go back to up to 82. And like, that's the kind of like thought process you need to have with it. And then it turned out that like, I was much, much better at under 76. I felt stronger. The body type of the guys was more easy to deal with. And um, so it ended up giving me an advantage, which is exactly what weight cutting should be about. Mm-hmm. Sure. If you, if you think about, if you ask some people, uh, some some people say like the reason you ask them why like why are you weight cutting in the first place they're like well everyone else is doing this well that kind so, of defeats the fucking point if everyone else is like cutting from middleweight to lightweight mm-hmm. it's pretty much just the middleweight division but 
everyone else exhausted and drained and feeling like shit. Yeah, so. yeah. And then you can't compete at your best. And then, like, you step off and you're, like, after having a match with someone, you're like, man, like, nine times out of ten, I know I beat that guy. But, like, yeah. because you killed yourself to get to that weight, you, like, it was either a close match or you got blown out of the water. And, like, that's just not how to like how you should go about cutting weight and that thought process i feel like adrenaline dumps have a lot to do with um yeah definitely diet as well yeah, yeah one yeah. of the one of my last guests had a great like uh, sort of antidote or remedy remedy for that i was like an- antidote like it's a fucking poison for adrenaline dumps yeah <laughs> She she kept eating dates and shit in between her fucking matches because apparently that helps with the sort of adrenaline dumping sort of shit in between your matches and stuff. Should dates. We do something like that? Yeah. Uh, what I would imagine is happening there is they're really high in carbohydrates and really high in glucose. So like when you say when you like grab onto a lapel right and you're you get that like burning sensation in your forearm and it starts to feel like it's on fire right that's like your muscle working overtime and it's using carbohydrate to contract so like when we eat carbohydrates it breaks down to glucose and then the glucose is what is in uh our cell it's what like our body uses as fuel for exercise and for muscle contraction so once you use that and you get that like shaky hands feeling after a, after a match, yeah, yeah, like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's partially because of adrenaline, and it's also probably partially because, like, you've been literally like contracting your muscles so intensely for that five minutes that you've burned through a good bit of the the your like carbohydrates, and if you replace them through like dates and stuff like that, it will help a little bit. So I imagine like it doesn't have any like like adrenal hormones in it, you know, in dates. So that's the only thing I could imagine that would be happening there. Mm. Plus, would you say placebo shit that would definitely contribute in that factor? Possibly. Like if she's had it before and it works for her, like keep on doing it, you know. Um, like I have I have like bags of jellies small bags of like Haribo jellies between matches yeah because yeah I can I can pop them in real fast they're really high in carbohydrates they're really high in glucose they get into your bloodstream really quickly and uh it's not going to cause any stress on your on your GI system on your like gastrointestinal system so Mm. it's like the perfect fuel in between Mm, matches I find so I got I got a kind since you brought that up there a bit of a contentious topic for some not for everyone what is the greatest Haribo jelly? Personally, for me, the Star Mix, because <laughs> different variety, but plethora of the good shit in a mixture in between, so you get a bunch of different samplings, but <laughs> variety. What's your, have, what's your take? <laughs> I have no preference. I just eat them between matches, so I don't even get to see them. I just, like, facially shove them in and then just eat them. <laughs> well, you, you don't like the fucking egg one from the Star Mix because that's the best no, one? Like, no, I, I no. I used to like Golden Bears that much, but they can fuck right off now. Ever since I found the two Siamese ones stuck together, I'm like, let's not have them anymore. <laughs> Can't stop no. that. <laughs> oh, I, do, I think the best ones, right, are Jelly Babies because you, know, you can get them oh, and you can lick them and throw them out windows and they'll stick. Windows. Well, then you're not even eating them. That's just the, that's the fucking... Same, that's like the purpose of people using pickles and McDonald's and fucking them on the window so they slide down all dramatic like. Yeah, it's funny. That's fuck, Yeah, but they're also fucking, delicious. 
Also delicious. That's like a fucking side benefit as opposed to fucking Now, I don't go throwing jelly away with the people in competitions now, do I? I don't know. Do you? I don't supervise you. I've only done it a couple of times, right, where I've thrown it at something and it's stuck because I was bored. But that's because I was at home. But whenever you're recovering, it's delicious and it's nice and it's also small enough to eat that you can eat like five of them at the same time. Not a good idea. My choke dying. But to be grand. Actually, here's yeah. actually something that I, that I was wondering about as well as... Jelly Babies are shite, by the way. Fuck them. Yeah. Right, fuck you. Um, fuck you. I'm not, hey, this is this is literally like feminism right there. Not letting me have an opinion. I know, um, like, oh my God. It's so fucking yeah. problematic. Right, right, going back to, going back <laughs> to the whole way cut thing because humanity is fucking going off the rails here. Um, <laughs> uh, what do you think about the whole the whole kind of story with like the whole story says I um when you walk when you water cut and stuff right do you think there's more there's a higher chance of you cramping up though because you know obviously if you get cramps you're not as hydrated as you should be yeah um you know because there's a lot of lactic acid build up but if you start weight cutting if you start doing it at the right time your body gets used to kind of that amount of water or no sorry yeah sorry it, yeah, so it kind of wants to expel all the water if you're water away, walk up, walk up. So then whenever, like the day before, like you just stop drinking, then you just lose all the weight. But it's still like, you know, but would that not affect like last lactic acid and like, you know, so, the whole, again, so you're saying like, health. is there a higher chance of you cramping if you cut weight through dehydration? Mm. Uh, That's like, what it should have came out. <laughs> uh, yeah, there is, because you're not... Uh, just like pissing out like the water when you get rid of it you're also getting rid of like the electrolytes like magnesium and potassium and sodium that go in your urine that cause yeah. uh, that like magnesium responsible for muscle contraction so if you don't have the magnesium in your system because you piss it all out when you're cutting weight there is a much higher chance that you'll you'll cramp for sure that's why like I have had athletes before where we've had 24 hours from uh, weigh-in uh, to their fight. So in that cir- in that circumstance, I get them to rehydrate, but I also get them to have like electrolyte sports drinks and electrolyte powders in their drinks to get the magnesium, sodium, and potassium back into them so they don't cramp. So yeah. if you are cutting weight that way and you find that that's a problem, that cramping is a problem, just look at potentially supplementing with electrolytes and with um magnesium potassium and sodium afterwards yeah it's um yeah here, here he is fucking drinking his electrolytes um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah going back to the whole magnesium thing as well one of my friends well actually the same guy you're talking about to wake up uh, andrew barrett he um he recovers via magnesium that he well, doesn't recover but he's never like he like never cramps up and I do mean mm. never cramps up mm-hmm. um, but he said it's because he has this like magnesium like like cream he has something with magnesium in it but he, like basically what it is he kind of rubs it on kind of like a lotion mm. um, before he sleep and then he sleeps and then kind of his muscles kind of absorb it and everything else so like he never he actually never really cramps up okay like, that's interesting it's yeah, like it's, a it's like a topical cream that he just puts on in the evenings before yeah. competition or always basically just after a night of training just that. oh, that's cool. interesting yeah. i never really heard of uh creams i know like 
you can get powders and stuff which i assume would be more effective but then again that's the individual side of things like that's working for him so he just needs to like obviously keep on doing that he's found something that works for him so don't yeah. don't fuck with something that's not broke like yeah if it ain't broke don't fix it kind of thing exactly that's it yeah yeah except if you have someone in the arm bar that isn't broken but you do want to break it so <laughs> that's only happened once no, I've never broken anyone's anything. Me neither. Me neither. Uh, let's see. I heard a crunch one time when I had someone in a toehold, and then I let go because I felt like a cunt. Yeah, I've yeah. heard a few pops and stuff before, but nothing, nothing more than that. Well, yeah, this um, is like a visceral crunch, not like a pop. Put like... people in banana splits, and then you hear a lot of crunch, and then a banana split. Oh Jesus! Uh, you <laughs> fucking fiend! I'm, I'm great. I don't like the back. So what happen is I'll try I'll try going to I'll, I'll drop a boot in which is basically kind of one hook in and then I'll I'll, I'll hook the leg and everything else and then you know, either roll for a truck and then hit the back or like just like mess around with angles because you can do to, you can do calf slides from there as well or you can pull them back and do your banana split which is mm-hmm. it, it's, it's actually like you shouldn't do it at all but it's just because I don't really like taking the back because I suck at it so. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of end up there for age being like, oh, give me your chin. <laughs> well, I, I, I ended up pulling it once, but not, not, not a purpose. Basically, what happened is I, was, I had my thumb under his chin and he started pulling, pulling my hand away. And I started pulling back, obviously, but he let go of it and put, <laughs> basically, I put the punch in the face. <laughs> um, it's not 100% my fault, but that's why he just hit the back. Cause I, end up, I always end up like, you know, doing something really bad. I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Just it's a lot, this is a lot more effort than it's worth. So then, banana split, can't slicer. Mm. All right, so guys, uh, we've reached like nearly an hour on the podcast. So to wrap it up, we're gonna do like um, I usually don't. I didn't even think I'd do this with like a topic episode, but we'll still do it. Like uh, the round of specifics. It's just a bunch of random questions. Like it's uh, there's like a million questions, but I'll do less since we've already been through an hour and since this is a topic <laughs> episode. We'll just wrap it up with a round of specifics. Just a bunch of random questions, some of which are jiu-jitsu related, some of which have nothing to do with jiu-jitsu. So right. Ross, do you want to do a round of specifics? Yeah, sure. Let's go. Uh, I'll keep it light on the amount of questions in this one because, like, usually I have to fucking go. Oh, fucking. I can't even count them when you're there. <laughs> I'll just t- say like 10 or something. Okay, um, what was your favorite TV show growing up? Favorite TV show? Uh... <laughs> Jesus. Ninja Turtles. I've never watched as TV. A kid. Uh, I've never watched anything. <laughs> I see. One, no, I'd, say, one... I'd say as a kid it was probably Ninja Turtles. Or no, Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z. That's it. Oh, good man. Good man. Yeah. See, just uh, since you brought up Ninja Turtles there, this is one tidbit that I have to share with anyone whenever they bring it up. Do you know uh, Uncle Phil from The Fresh Prince? Yeah. He played he played Shredder. In the, no the way. School. Yeah, the old school Ninja Turtles, uh, Uncle How Phil. How did you find Shredder. this out? Uh, I don't know. I, I used to peruse all the time on the internet about random fucking trivia, so that's, that's how I find these things out. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, another thing. Do you know uh, fucking... Uh, your man who voiced Goku in Dragon Ball Z. Mm. Did, okay, so guys, um, when I was growing up, I played with these. They just this door. This will relate to that. I played with these fucking Lego toys called Bionicles. Like they'd have these gear things in the back of them. They swing their arms and shit. It was fucking cool. Oh, yeah, and, he's like, uh, he's the main guy. Uh, not not Makatoa. Um, uh, Makatoa. 
But, uh, no, he yeah. voices uh, the bad guy in the game. He voices the, you might not know any of this shit, uh, Makuta or something, but there's all a bunch of Maui sort of weird yeah, shit yeah, yeah. that they took from like Maui culture and stuff. So it's fucking really cool stuff. Is it the movie? Movie. I still have the VHS tape of that Bionicle movie. It is fucking the tits. I don't care what anyone Anima- says. Animation is good. Oh, dude, that animation still is up to this day. But <laughs> it's, uh, let's, um, to get Sorry, back. A, little, a little on topic. <laughs> so, so we can hear Ross's amazing voice and see the fucking guest. <laughs> uh, what was uh, your first video game console? What was your favorite game on it? Uh, the very first Xbox and Halo. Ooh, don't yeah. you mean Halo, Halo Combat Evolved? Halo it was, CE. It was, called, yeah. it was called that for some reason. Yeah, no, that was oh, my, my favorite by far. Not movie, game, Infinity. Say what, can? Ross, are you excited for the new Infinity game? Uh, I haven't really liked much of the new ones i'm kind of like on a call of duty Warzone type of buzz right now oh, <laughs> oh dude I, I see my internet's too shit to play them online games so i don't even bother like i'm, oh, just, playing really? through the, I'm just playing through the arkham series i'm on like batman arkham series i'm on the last one i fucking love those games right, right. they're pretty sweet mm. uh what's the worst movie you've ever seen <sighs> The worst movie. This is, always, this is always a great one. It was, I actually, it's probably a tie between um, Hitman, you know, like the movie adaptation uh, which, which of the one? game. Uh, was, was it the first one? Like, it was uh, the very CDL? first one. I thought that one was oh, pretty that, good, but I, I heard the new one with like, uh, the man, he doesn't even have a bald head. It's just shaved. Like you can tell it's like, it has like a head stubble instead of a bald head. Right. <laughs> That's, that's uh, Rupert. I know. What was, yeah. what was the other one? Uh, I think it was was it called Cyrus with Jonah Hill. That was that was an awful film. Uh, I don't know. I never never fucking seen Cyrus. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen I've seen just Hitman don't though. <laughs> I I thought the Hitman was good. Your man Timothy Oliphant, because that's his fucking name, was good in it. He was good cast in it. There's okay, a movie uh, called the, That's a Terrible Movie. Oh, what's it called again? I, I couldn't hear you. The Room. It's like a modern day adaptation of another movie. Um, yeah. Just continue with the questions and I'll, I'll find it somewhere. Well, sure, if you look it up, then you'll find it. James Franco's in it, but he do, it's basically oh, a modern a, day rendition. That was a dis- oh. the, the disaster artist. Yeah. Oh, God, that movie sucked. <laughs> oh, man, you should have seen it. Like, it, it's a piss take of a terrible movie. Your man. Right. Uh, I mention this every fucking episode. Your man, Tommy Wiseau, he had like $4 million or $6 million to make a movie. No one knows where the fuck he got the money from. No one knows where Tommy Wiseau himself is from. And no one knows how old he is. And he's a mystery. He's weird, yeah, he's a mystery man. Some people think he has ties to the mob, or they sold jeans to Koreans, or that he won a sexual harassment suit. But it all, <laughs> it all boils down to one thing. The greatest scene in cinematic history. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, doggy. <laughs> all the fucking... Okay, all the lines in the movie are dubbed, and that's that's all I'm going to say. Uh, okay. <laughs> What's the, the most embarrassing injury you've had, whether it be jiu-jitsu-related or non-jiu-jitsu-related? Just the way you got injured was fucking ridiculous. Uh, 
Oh, oh, I have two good ones. Uh, so the day I got my blue belt, I broke my thumb <laughs> trying to pa- trying to pass a purple belt guard that I have never passed before, and for some reason that day I thought I could do it. <laughs> you felt you, you got superpowered. I felt like belts. I got like superpowers and like absolutely tried to like bull past this really strong purple belt guard and. My thumb, I think, got caught in his sleeve, and I broke it in three places the day I got my blue belt. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, well, and it... I got it. Uh, actually, I used to do, when I was a, a kid and a teenager, I did a lot of karate. I competed a lot as well. I know, yeah, I know. That's a, <laughs> that's that's a general response. <laughs> but, um, I, Hold on, two I, months. Waved his hand I, in karate chop I remember I was sparring a guy. And he was this really, really fat guy. And I was like 15 or so. And I went to punch him. And I punched him in the stomach. But he stepped in at the same time. So my fist just went like that. And I completely broke my own wrist punching someone. So that was pretty so embarrassing. So he, he, he pretty much wrist locked you. I, yeah. <laughs> Before <laughs> wrist locks were even a thing. Uh, you, you got you got goosenecked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, do you have a nickname in the gym or a fighting name like or is lapel pappy just your your moniker well i guess kyle has like named me lapel pappy yeah like yeah i guess so yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah yeah that's a fucking what's your favorite junk food mr uh health expert nah i want to see i want to see what your vice is uh dominoes really really like dominoes that's that's a good choice yeah, if if I had to pick anything to have, like, if if everything else didn't exist and I could choose one thing, it would be Domino's. Uh, isn't Domino's like the worst sort of uh, shitty pizza? Or like worst quality or worst for you? Would you not support Apache and annoy Kyle? Like, make me this pizza, Kyle. I know it <laughs> over you right now. <laughs> Just like I do in the gym. <laughs> Can I speak to your manager, Kyle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's it'd be, it'd be like, man, I'm a, I'm a fucking leg lock you so bad when you go to train. He's like, sure you will. That's yeah, what yeah. say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, do you speak any other languages, bro? No. No, I do not. You, do, I you don't speak Canadian. <laughs> what about a Canadian? Do not speak Canadian? Yeah, fluent Canadian. <laughs> give us a little, give us a little sampling, eh? Oh no, I like I I literally moved away from there when I was eleven, and that was twenty years ago. <laughs> so oh, hey, it's been oh, a while. Hey, you should you should go back to Canada, eh? Hey, you should go to you should have fucking dominoes over here, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. This is the most unprofessional fucking podcast in the history of ever, and I love every second of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, what'd you say is your favorite historical period? Like, say you're the time machine, where's the first place you'd go? Oh, uh, Jesus. Um, I don't know. I like, I suppose just from being a teenager and stuff, I like Roman times, but like for no particular reason. I don't think I'd fare very well. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, oh, I like. Would you, 
I like my comforts. Like, I don't think I do very well in those times. I just like them. <laughs> okay, uh, keep in mind, you can go to the future as well, so... Oh. Uh, that's, that, that's a deep question. You need time to think about that. Would you not at least go like a month, two months into the future when the quarantine ends? <laughs> yeah, just to see. Then. That's a good idea. Mm. I, um, I, I've learned to appreciate other things. Like I really miss jujitsu now, but I've definitely learned to like appreciate other stuff as well during this. Call, so. Call of Duty Warzone. Call of Duty Warzone, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And how fucking frustrating it can be. <laughs> oh, dropping. Is that the first F-bomb you dropped all episodes? Oh, yeah, I think so, actually. Well, keep in mind, you didn't have to hold it off. You can say whatever the fuck No, I, I actually I actually didn't do that on purpose at all. I just, yeah. I think when I'm talking about things I pretend to know about, I don't swear. <laughs> Ah, uh, you know, but dude, it seems more authentic if you're pretending. It seems more authentic if you swear because shows you're like to get your point across. <laughs> okay, man, here's your pat. That's like Kurt Oziander. Hey guys, here's you pass the fucking guard. You get yeah. your fucking grips here. You yeah. fucking throw the legs. You drive your goddamn fucking knee right into the stern until he cries like a little bitch. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I fucking love Kurt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're all assholes we just all have different levels of assholery that's it yeah exactly exactly uh, do it, uh, if you're in the gym don't do it but if you're in a competition yeah do it yeah, yeah. depends mm-hmm. on in the gym if it's uh someone acting the acting the maggot you know you're allowed to be an asshole to them like <clears throat> drive in or, or they or ever the they ever sh- yeah they ever show you that like the this is the neon belly for training, and like this is the neon belly for competition, and it's like on their sternum. <laughs> uh, here's the no, here's the neon belly for someone you like, and here's the neon belly yeah, for yeah. someone you don't. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite music genre? Uh, I like rap. I like Kendrick Lamar, or like Logic, Joyner Lucas, that that type, that type of rap. Mm. Uh, here's a good one. Uh, Let's just say when you die, you have to convince St. Peter to let you into heaven. What, what do you say to him? Now, keep in mind, you just have to get past the gate because once you're in, they can't kick you out and everyone wears a white gi in heaven. And like, uh, <laughs> you, can, you can trick him, you can fool him, you can like just try and persuade and like, uh, you could just fucking arm drag and suplex him. Anything goes. What do you do? Do you want to arm drag and suplex a saint? <laughs> yeah. Everything's on the table. Uh, Jesus. I'd get him to put on a gi top and just like wrap him up in worm guards so I could get past. Uh, would you just, would you but, like. But the whole sweet... point of. But, but, if you're, but if you're in the guard. Well, if you're in the guard, does that mean, not mean he's passing you? Well, I, I can I can worm wrestle my way up and then just get past him. <laughs> okay, how about. Uh, yeah, first to score. You say, let's do a first to score jiu jitsu match. But... <laughs> or just jump guard and break his knees. <laughs> Oh, you're, you're, no, no, no guard jumping. Rules, no guard <laughs> oh, jumping. God, I don't want to think about that again. Th- that shit is horrible. Like, it's uh, awful. You know, yeah, yeah. You have to the industry for that. We've seen it. Yeah, We've I was. It. Yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, I was just I about to go on actually to, for one of my divisions, and I heard it, and oh man, it's just like, horrific. Like the one that did it. I, I was like, whatever you do. 
Don't let her jump guard me. Just. Did you know the girl? Uh, not really. Well, I knew over obviously, because like yeah. you know, like you know, everybody knows, everybody knows everybody in jiu-jitsu. But like, do you, the, the one that she was fighting at, I had no clue who she was. I don't think everybody yeah. knew who she was until she did that. She's the one who broke everyone's leg. That's who she's known as. Um, but no, my my fight, one of our uh, people from Origin was fighting her next. We're, we're all just like, oh. please, please don't stand up straight because the dude's going to jump guard you. Jeez. Pull guard right. before she does. That's, mm. yeah. It's mad. And or pull guard. I can't remember which one it was. It shouldn't be allowed. Yeah. Like, here's, here's the thing. Like, fucking, those things can fuck up your knees and legs and whatever. The jumping guards, you're allowed to do that blue belt. Whatever. But you're not allowed heel hook, which could also fuck up someone's leg and foot, knee. Like, what the hell? Mm. Like, come on the fuck. Plus, at least you can train. You can train heel hook defense. You can know, you know when you should tap to a heel hook, but you can't tap to someone jumping on, jumping yeah. guard and you shattering your fucking leg into bits. Exactly. You know, it's it's crazy. very, it's very stupid in my opinion, that rule, so. I cringe uh, whenever I see someone do it. Look up Hello Japan, guard jump's gone wrong and you'll see it. Oh, no. <laughs> so many no, snaps. thank you. Ah man. Okay, here's a here's a bit of a moral dilemma if you're up for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you rather cure cancer or solve world world hunger? Uh, I would say cure cancer, to be honest. Hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Nah, see, you know, it's just personal preference really for that one. No, no judging. They're both yeah, they're both pretty good, so. Yeah, you seem like a dick either, whichever one you pick for not picking the other one. So. <laughs> well, it's that's why the catch twenty two. They're both yeah, equally, yeah, exactly. equally good and equally bad. Not to pick. <laughs> okay, uh, what's this? Uh, fucking. Do you believe in aliens? Uh, yeah. Like, it has to be, uh, possible that the like almost infinite amount of other planets that are out there that there's something else. Hmm. Uh, let's see if you became president of earth what's the first thing you do like first law you'd implement second you sat in the chair like okay i'm fucking doing this fucking hell <laughs> fucking hell bro <laughs> no like uh first law i'd implement um and no one can challenge you like there's no political bullshit you can do whatever you want i don't know law is complicated <laughs> Okay, uh, how about you make every fucking uh, currency chewing gum so you can inflate it or deflate at will? <laughs> that is a... How do you come up with that? It's really disgusting, though. What if you want to, you want to pay for something that's, like, in your mouth? It's like, ah, oh, nice. Uh, n- how about non-chewed chewing gum is the is the cash tender f- fucking form, but the transparent one is just... The, the whole universally accepted chewing gum is the big amorphous one that you either blow to inflate the currency or like deflate to deflate the currency that is you get a, what i'm saying yeah just about <laughs> exactly that's what i'm coming for just about <laughs> now what's the most uh, valuable relationship advice you give anyone uh valuable relationship advice is to like work as a team don't see yourself as too separate people just try and like work together as a team and then things will be a lot easier 
See, you're a pair of spats and shorts, not not he, he yeah. together. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's what it should be. <laughs> uh, this is coming from a man who's never been in a relationship, but I love uh, making weird comparisons. <laughs> that's it. Uh, do you have any phobias? Uh, no, no, nothing in particular. Like I'm scared of things, obviously, like normal people are. Like, but I don't have like a typical phobia of like clowns or spiders or anything. Mm. I should know you're persons. Huh? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't have, like, everyone's scared of things, but I don't have a phobia per se. Mm. So, yeah, uh, what's it? Except people jumping guard, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a or, terrifying thing. That is actually probably the most terrifying thing that could actually directly happen to me as well. Or maybe when white belts say they're working heel hooks, I'm like, oh no, oh no, 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 no bueno. No, I don't mind. Yeah, yeah. Like, if they can get me to that position, I've probably fucked up. So. You fucked up long time ago, bro. That's it. Yeah. Would you rather have super strength or super speed? Speed. Definitely. Do you live far away from your gym so you could just zip in so quick? No, I only live like less than 10 minutes away from my gym so it's pretty sweet is that a 10 minute drive or 10 minute walk 10 minute drive mm. it's about a 30 minute drive to my gaff and a two hour walk because it's fucking country roads oh yeah <laughs> take me home to the place i belong We're, this fucking episode's gonna be a copy strike just because i sung that little snippet of uh country roads yeah they'll be after but you they will yeah that's it uh if you could pick any car from a movie, what would you pick? And you can't pick the fucking DeLorean from Back to the Future before you say anything. You cannot pick that. You know, I really, like, do not care about cars in the slightest. Like, I guess, fucking, I suppose one of the, like, old Aston Martin James Bond cars. Just because they're, they're cool looking. Finally, a bit of variety. All we get is the DeLorean or the fucking Batmobile. <laughs> yeah no the, the Aston Martins look cool and classy and mm. very Bond like mm, yes would you get a nice suit as well while you're at it and ask everyone to refer to you as 007 you'd have to it's mandatory do you ever hear of uh, those guys every every actor who's played Bond gets uh, the, the huge honour for them to <laughs> they, can, they can borrow a fucking Aston they can like get one out of the fucking factory whenever they want for like the rest of their lives like uh i'd like to fucking borrow this aston martin for for a week or two they're like yes yes sir mr Bond, yes sir, sir. yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, i fucking love that opportunity like uh how about i'm gonna go cruise around like a big dick baller it's like think this fucking chair just broke <laughs> fucking hell well, that chair is fun. It looks like I'm squatting for the rest of the episode. So, like, <laughs> what? Improvise, adapt, and overcome. Well, the, the fucking surface I'm on is uneven, and I'm always leaning. So that chair is fucked now. That's gone, it was, yeah. It was rusted to shit anyway, so <laughs> whatever. Uh, what's this? Fucking, what'd you describe as your weirdest quirk, if you have any? My weirdest quirk? Oh, I'm either uh, completely obsessed with something or not interested in it at all so that works well for jiu-jitsu <laughs> mm. 
uh, well, there's no better way to be in ter- when, in, when it uh, pertains to jiu-jitsu, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I tend to, if I enjoy something, I tend to take it like way too far uh, or I'm not interested in it at all, yeah. Hmm. So guys, we're going to wrap up the episode there. If you want to follow, uh, if you want to follow Ross on any social medias, it's at, uh, at lapel pappy, or sorry, lapel underscore pappy. Yeah. Fucking underscores. So guys, <laughs> do, you have, do you have anything you want to say before we shoot off? Uh, no, I think we've covered the majority of it, of like the weight cutting side of things anyway. Mm. Now, what does the great Khan want to say? How about he does the outro? <laughs> Um, well, uh, I think it was a great podcast. I didn't really say that much because I was kind of sitting back and listening because way couldn't uh, for me is something that I'm still relatively new to as well. So I learned loads, and hopefully the viewers and listen. Well, hopefully there's no viewers and listen that see humans are doing weird karate chops and stuff. Yeah, uh, no, I, I might have the camera thing up so you can see me squatting for I, the last fucking minutes of the podcast. <laughs> I, might, I might just, I might just say the audio, audio. Um, but yeah, um. Thanks so much, Ross, for coming on and talking about that because, you know, some of us are actually really still in the dark about this whole kind of weight cutting issue because um, it is an issue sometimes. And, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it is an honour to have you on, on the show, like, because yes. it, it's a great, great honour for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, so thanks, thanks guys. You know. Oh, also, next week, next week is... Uh, are, we do, are, we, are we still recording? Yeah, it's still recording. I pressed the thing yeah. but didn't stop, so just keep going. Right. Awesome. Uh, also, next week, guys, is um, what should work? What should you incorporate into your game? Judo or wrestling or both? Mm. Which one is Ooh. better for you? Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Plus, guys, yeah, we, have a, we have a great guest coming yeah. on to cover that topic as well. He's already been on, you know, so uh, that's, a, that's sort of limited down the guessing pool, the guessing game. Plus, I have a great guest lined up for tomorrow for like the interview style episodes. Sweet. Sweet. Dude, this is the greatest podcast about a niche sport in a tiny country ever. <laughs> <laughs> this is so true. I know. Um, thanks for coming on again, Ross. I really Thanks appreciate for having it. me. Huge, no huge honor. Thanks, lad.